Welcome into the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray, a locally produced program devoted to bringing you a fresh perspective on housing, diving into the issues that matter most. The Housing Hour with Kevin Ray is presented by Mortgage Investors Group. And now, Kevin Ray. And welcome into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray. I'm your host here with our executive producer and co-host, Mark Griffith. We want to thank you so much for joining us. Excited to have the opportunity to speak with you. Um, this show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can find more information about us and our show uh, at thehousinghour.com. You can share it with friends and family. And we're excited today because we have some great guests with us that are going to bring some information that could hopefully be helpful to you and your family. Um, this is a housing show, right? So part of what we talk about is housing-related items. <clears throat> One of our partners... Um, with what we do at Mortgage Investors Group um, is Tennessee Housing Development Agency. And on the phone with us uh, was is Lindsey Hall, the Chief Administrative Officer of Single Family, and Rhonda Renault, Director of Loan Operations. First and foremost, let me thank you guys for coming in and giving us your time. Well, thanks for having us. Absolutely. And, you know, Lindsey, it's been a while since I've seen you. And I know that since we last spoke, MIG, Mortgage Investors Group, has successfully uh, taken the crown again in 2016. Yes, you have. For the most loans originated and closed. And um, that is, I think, a a great thing because this is 14 years in a row. So we we sort of like what you guys offer. Well, and you do it so well. Yeah. Um, you know, everybody that that is a new lender that comes into our fold says, you know, how can we do this the best way possible? And we say, just like MIG, wow. um, you guys have held that title even probably longer than the 14 years, but it's been 14 years since we've been counting. So, right. Well, MIG has been in existence for over 27 years. And um, I know Chuck and Chrissy, they always made this product available and pushed um our loan officers to understand it and learn it. And I know Mark in Oak Ridge, I mean, Jackie was one of the first people that I can remember that really adopted what it is that THDA offers. And since that time, and that's been years ago, more and more people have realized just the benefits of THDA. Right. And, and, you know, Lindsay, it's one of the things that I've been doing since I was a professional uh, in 1985 when I turned into a loan officer then. Mm-hmm. I think I was 25 at the time. And uh, THD <laughs> was one of my favorite uh, things to do. Yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. well, and Debbie Reeves was one of my underwriters. Debbie Reeves. Yeah. Well, you know, THDA, I mean, I'll let you sp- speak on what you guys do, but um, your mission is leading Tennessee home by creating safe, sound, affordable housing opportunities. And right. what would you say, give us the 30,000-foot view, what does that really look like on a day-to-day basis? Can you give us just sort of sure. your, your two cents? Yeah, sure. What we do, you know, what you all use us for um, and we partner with is our mortgage revenue bond program. So we offer a 30-year fixed-rate program that also includes the option to have down payment and closing cost assistance. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the Still, the biggest hurdle for first-time home buyers in purchasing their first home is saving. Um, it's sure. getting worse and worse, unfortunately, because the rents that they're paying before they can buy are escalating at a rapid pace. So 
saving money after they're paying their regular bills every month is, is certainly challenging. So THDA is the only state agency that offers this down payment assistance statewide. We have another new down payment assistance program we want to talk about today, too. But what we do with the money that we earn on the mortgages that we make is we're not a for-profit company, of course. We are a state agency. Mm -hmm. So we take the profits that we make on the mortgages and we reinvest them into other housing opportunities throughout the state. For instance, we put it to work doing emergency repairs for low-income families. We put it to work by building ramps for elderly um, people who need them to have access in their home and to stay and age in place. So that's just sort of an example. We do some emergency outreach, especially like with the wildfires. Um, we've done that with floods and, and tornadoes throughout um, when we've had those types of emergencies throughout the state. So the money that we make, we are helping people get into their first home. We're offering a great 30-year fixed product, down payment assistance, but then we're also generating other opportunities for other families, too, that have some challenges with housing. At the root, at the root of what the American dream is, it's owning a home. That's right. really what, what the American dream still is defined as, and Right now, we are at a crossroads with some of our millennial generation and where it is that they're going to be going. Are they going to be renting for the rest of their lives or are they going to step out on faith and take that step of faith into home ownership? And I think that THDA offers a fantastic bridge to the future for those individuals that may not know what owning a home is all about because the thing I like about THDA and I'd I'd love for you to elaborate on this you or Rhonda whoever um, is that you guys offer not just the assistance and helping to underwrite and help to get us from the origination to the closing but you also help to educate which I think is a very, very important, maybe even a lost art in our industry in some in some instances. Oh, absolutely. We do require home buyer education for our program. Um, we do make it very convenient to have an online um, course or a mm-hmm. face-to-face course, but we have found that uh, home buyer education does provide the tools to the consumers. So if they do run into a situation, um, and and can't afford their payment, they know what to do next. They know what step to take to take next. We want our uh, our borrowers to be educated. And most people that are buying a home for the first time, unless their parents just made it a point to help educate them and help them understand what the maintenance are going to cost and you know what it's going to really mean to own a home. Some of these folks come in and they they don't have any idea. All they know is that their friends are buying homes and they have some money to put down and they just want to go forward, not even thinking about what the payment would be, the affordability of it would be. And that's, I had the great opportunity um, a few years ago to come to your um, home buyer educator uh, conference. I, I can't remember what you guys call it. The peer session. Yes, the peer yeah. session. And I was just absolutely stunned with the level of professionalism and just love for one another for the one common mission, which is to help educate homeowners and then help them to have uh, uh, an affordable situation 
and they all come together to do this peer group, this peer session. And do you guys still continue to do that as well? Absolutely. Um, we want this to be a partnership with the consumer and the counselors. We, we don't want it to be just a one-time um, requirement just to get into the home. Right. We want them to build a relationship just in case they need um, someone to talk to, some, some more information about budgeting. If something goes wrong with their hot water heater, we want someone that they can talk to, that they can turn to, to hold their hand. Absolutely. And Rhonda, why don't you explain to everyone uh, the methods of taking these classes that you offer? Sure, absolutely. Um, there's two options, either a face-to-face course. It's a, um, if it's a classroom setting, it's a six-hour course. It can be taken on Saturdays or it can be broken up over two days. If it's a one-on-one situation face-to-face, it's a four-hour course. Um, they go over budgeting. They go over just everything you need to know about being a homeowner. We do understand that some folks um, have just a busy schedule. Their work hours may not allow them to be in a classroom setting. So we do have an online course. The online course, it does also take about four to six hours. But the great thing about this, it can be done at their own pace. They can stop and go at their own pace to get it completed. That would probably be what you would want to do, Mark. I think (laughs) the slow version. (laughs) Well, I like having just, I like doing things live. And so for, but for those who want to do the online course, it's available. Um, And then if you'd also like to do it live, it's certainly available as well. And I tell you, I think that one of the things I would recommend anybody who is considering buying a home, whether THDA fits your situation or not, I think that home buyer education is important. And as lenders, you know, if you look at the national landscape, especially back in 2008, when you had the bubble burst and then you had a lot of people pointing fingers. And one of the things that really the people who got caught in the crosshairs were mortgage professionals who um, there was that appearance that they just wanted to get them into a home. They just wanted to get them alone check their heart rate, check their pulse, fog up a mirror. And so those few who made those bad decisions ended up spoiling it for the people who did things the right way. And so homebuyer education is a big part of that because at the MIG Mortgage Investors Group, we are not absolutely going to put you in a home that you cannot afford. We're going to be honest with you. And we do that through partners like THDA, through Fannie Mae, through our desktop underwriter system that can help us anticipate what you can afford. So those are just some of the technologies that we have currently. But we're going to continue this uh, conversation with some great folks from THDA. Stick with us right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. This is Kevin Ray again here with Mark Griffith, our executive producer and co-host. My name is Kevin Ray. I want to thank you guys for stepping into the Housing Hour. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. You can certainly go to their website, our website, and find the lender or the loan officer nearest you. We have offices from 
the Tri-Cities all the way to Memphis and everywhere in between. And we're here today talking about housing, which is kind of ironic considering that's what our name is, the Housing Hour. We have Lindsay Hall and Rhonda Renault with us and talk talking about the programs and talking about THDA. It's the Tennessee Housing Development Agency, and they are um, really a bridge for homeowners that might not have a down payment, might be first-time home buyers, a bridge between someone like us, Mortgage Investors Group, and then them receiving the keys at closing and doing it with a very good interest rate and a very good set of um, loan parameters. And, Lindsay, why don't you, if you don't mind, sure. c- could you sort of give us the the landscape of, of offerings that THG sure. currently has? Yeah, we have two core products. Um, the Great Choice Mortgage loan is the first mortgage loan that we offer, and that is at a 4.65% rate right now. Mm -hmm. And you can pair that with what we call the Great Choice Plus, which is a um, down payment assistance. It's a second mortgage, but there's no payment, 0% interest. If you stay in the house for the entire 30 years, it is forgiven at the end of the 30 years. Um, and that is um, up to 5% of the sales price of the home that you're purchasing. So typically our loans are FHA loans. They can be VA, USDA, um, but that would re- an FHA loan would require 3.5% down. So that 5% of the sales price definitely covers your down payment, and then the remainder can be used towards closing costs. So it does help homeowners um, get into a home um, without having to come up with too much cash, which seems to be the struggle. Um, you... We do also offer a discount for um, veterans, um, spouses of veterans, and um, what is the other category under that? The active military. Active military, right. I'm sorry, I just needed Rhonda to clarify that for me. Um, so that... Those types of borrowers go into a program that is also a 30-year fixed-rate program, offers the same down payment assistance if needed, Mm -hmm. um, and that would be at a half a percent off of our great choice. So that rate today is at 4.125. Some people think, well, if they're military, they can get that 100% VA loan, so they don't necessarily need us. But they don't always use their VA eligibility every single time that a veteran purchases. Mm. Um, so sometimes they may be used just going for an FHA loan, or sometimes they just need some money for the closing costs because the seller might not be willing to pay closing costs for them. Mm-hmm. So there's um, those are the varieties. But what the borrower needs to do is to go talk to their lender first at MIG, mm-hmm. get pre-qualified. Um, we have certain overlays. We have a minimum credit score of a 640, a maximum debt to income ratio of a 45. Um, and you have to be a first time home buyer in most cases. Mm-hmm. And that means based on what the IRS rule is for a first time home buyer, which means you haven't owned a home that you have occupied as your primary residence for the past three years. Um, So if you move to Tennessee and you've been renting for the past three years, but let's say you moved here from Nebraska, and in Nebraska you did own the home you lived in and you decided to keep it as rental property, you would still be considered a first-time home buyer because you weren't living in that home that you still have the mortgage on for the most recent three years. You were renting here in Tennessee. Mm -hmm. So those types of situations exist. Um, also, veterans don't have to be first-time home buyers. 
and there are 58 counties, I believe, 58 counties out of 95 counties in the state of Tennessee that we call fully targeted, which means no matter if you're a veteran or not, if you're purchasing within those fully targeted counties, you also don't have to be a first-time homebuyer. So that helps a lot of people too, because sometimes even if you're selling an existing home, you don't necessarily get all of the funding that you need out of that sale to purchase your next home. You know, so that helps if you're looking in those counties. You know, Lindsay, my mom used to always tell me, son, if it sounds too good to be true, then it normally <laughs> is. But in this case, folks, it's really it's really exactly how she just said it. Yeah. And for if you're in a targeted county, I mean, you've got the best of both worlds. Oh, absolutely. But if you're not, then you still have some great opportunities. Absolutely. And and so if you were doing the great choice plus and you had the five thousand dollar, I'm sorry, the five percent rather. Right. Um, and then maybe you had the seller help with a little bit of the closing costs. Is it is it possible maybe um, that they might be able to get in with little or no money down potentially? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. That's great. And so and, and I want people to understand that are listening to the show is that these these programs are are not handouts. They're hand ups. Absolutely. They're, they're designed for people who want to own their own home and there are certain safety nets and requirements and she just um, expressed and explained those. So I think it's a fantastic program. Now setting the stage now, because you guys have just released a bombshell that is, (laughs) that is sweeping across the state. And I know that you guys were in town just a couple of weeks ago and making this huge announcement about these targeted zip codes where this $15,000 is of assistance is becoming available. So we have a few minutes to let you explain that. So why don't you go ahead and give us that um, explanation? Because if you're listening, this could mean $15,000 if you live in certain zip codes and we're going to direct you where to find those zip codes. We're going to give you more program information, but this is the, the big news that THDA is, is out talking about right now. So, so Lindsay, go ahead. Well, I'm going to actually let Rhonda go ahead because she has all the down and dirty details about it. Awesome. Thanks, Lindsay. We have um, about $60 million that we have received from the Department of Treasury through their hardest hit fund. So the name of our program, we're calling it HHF DPA. Uh, Like you said, it's $15,000. There's roughly about six or seven zip codes in the Knoxville area that qualify. Mm Mm-hmm. The terms are, um, it's a 10-year term, forgiven 20% a year in years 6 through 10. Um, So we're just very excited about the $15,000. A potential borrower can use the entire $15,000 towards their down payment, or they can split it up and use it for down payment um, and their closing costs. So somebody comes in in one of these zip codes, and I've got the zip codes right in front of me. You've Mm -hmm. got some in Chattanooga, Knoxville, I think Memphis area, Dyersburg area, maybe Clarksville area. Yeah, there is some in Clarksville. And then in the middle Tennessee area, I can't tell what county that is, but it seems like it may be southeast Nashville area possibly. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So, and then some other areas in between. And we have all of the zip codes and you can go, first of all, thehousinghour.com. We're going to have that right there. Also, you can go to thda.org. And right on their front page is a very clear place to click. So if you go to their site and you just even just click on any of the the buttons, but home buyers, 
and then down payment assistance. That's where you're going to learn about this HHF DPA. So that's the hardest hit fund down payment assistance. And, and Ron, what Rhonda's phone's ringing. For as well, it's, <laughs> it's to stabilize the, the areas across the state yeah. for people to purchase existing homes. And for the most part, it's areas that may not have necessarily seen the increase in equity mm. as others have. So this is an opportunity to help those neighborhoods um, um, kind of bounce back. That's great. You guys work with a lot of different agencies and you also work, obviously your oversight would be the legislator. And so you have some other entities that are involved in helping you guys roll things out and those type of things. And um, I'm sure that everyone was, was thrilled to be able to, to utilize and keep this $60 million in the state of Tennessee. I'm sure that, that Ralph and company were, were tickled to death to be able to uh, find a resource to be able to, to utilize this money. Cause if not, we were going to send it back to the Donald. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, that's true. Um, what w- there was a lot of testing that had to go on to figure out which zip codes would be eligible. Uh-huh. You know, it's it, the money comes from the U.S. Treasury, so they have the the final say and oversight into what areas um, can use the funding. And basically, what their intent is is to find zip codes that haven't truly bounced back since what we call the recovery from the big meltdown. Mm-hmm. So there might be zip codes that have slower sales. They might still have issues with delinquency, foreclosure, short sales. They just really haven't thrived as much as some of our other areas, which are seeing, you know, basically back to normal and beyond for the housing recovery. So that's how these um, 55 zip codes were identified. And that's why we're able to offer this sort of a way to, to get people to invest back in these communities mm-hmm. to help that recovery and build some strength within the community. Okay. Well, I want to come back to this when we get back from break, because I want to ask a couple of pointed questions to make sure that our listeners understand it. So just hang tight. Lindsay and Rhonda from THDA is, are with us. We're thankful for them coming in and sharing some information about their programs. And we're going to continue this conversation right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. Welcome back into the Housing Hour. Kevin Ray here. Mortgage Investors Group is our sponsor, MIGonline.com. Mark Griffith is our executive producer and co-host. And my name is Kevin Ray again. And thank you so much for giving us the opportunity to speak with you. We're talking about housing Uh, We're talking about some of these fantastic programs that THDA offers. And on the phone with us, we are so thankful for Lindsay Hall and for Rhonda Renault to take the time and spend with us. Um, Lindsay is the Chief Administrative Officer of Single Family, and Rhonda is the Director of Loan Operations. Um, You guys are sort of at the top of the totem pole, I guess you would say, right? (laughs) Well, yeah, we sort of help keep the lights on here. That's right. <laughs> and and Lindsay, um, you've been doing you've been doing real estate or finance um, for for a long time now. So you have experience not only as a lender but also now in your capacity there at THDA. Correct. That- absolutely. I've been on the private side with some of the bigger companies out there for years. 
And then I've been with THDA for seven years. I'm not going to say exactly how long I've been in the industry, Kevin, yeah. because then people would know how old I am. <laughs> yeah, well, and you also had a radio show for a time, if I'm yes, not mistaken. Yes, I did, back in Virginia. That's awesome. What did, What was your all's topics? Housing, I would oh, assume? Oh, it was always housing, yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, that's my, great. My co-host was a, a realtor uh, or broker in the area, so it was always housing. Is that RESPA compliant? I'm not sure. If it, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just kidding. It was then. Well, this was years ago, <laughs> Statue of limitations. Or, I'm just kidding. Um, so Mark had a, had a good thought during break. Uh, go well, ahead. Yeah, Lindsay, I was just going to say, I, I've been on the uh, THDA advisory board yes. for a few years now, and I enjoy it, and I've learned a lot. But one of the things, I, I don't think that you brag enough on, on your all's accomplishment as far as this down payment assistant program and how you went and presenting your case for these zip codes to the treasury department um, for their approval. Can you elaborate a little bit, brag on yourself? Because when I sat through this and I listened to Ralph, I was really impressed. Right. Well, it was interesting because people don't typically think of using funds that are, are typically assigned for foreclosure prevention to be used for down payment assistance because it's hard to connect the dots there between stopping foreclosure and offering people down payment for new purchases. Um, but realistically, when you're talking about rebuilding communities, we have to think about what can we infuse into those communities that have been hit hardest with the foreclosure crisis. Um, and that would be bringing revenue back in to the taxing authorities there so that they can do roads, they can build schools, and that type of thing. And the way in Tennessee we do that is through real estate property taxes. Well, if you've got a lot of properties that are blighted or abandoned because of the foreclosure crisis and because there isn't a great desire right now for people to rebuild in those communities, then you're going to short those areas for those taxing dollars. So we actually had our entire research department, which we have here at THDA, we told them the types of things we needed to look at, which was short sales, deeds and lose that were still going on by county. We, um, when we looked at this, we did it as a per, by a county sort of coverage to look at the data. When we first did that, Treasury said, well, okay, we'll agree with three of the counties you've presented. Well, three of the counties wasn't going to make a big enough impact. So we went back and said, okay, can we drill it down further? Can we look at the zip code level with all the same data? And they said, no one's ever done that before. And we said, we think we can do it. And that's how we ended up with 55 zip codes that really spread us across the state, which we were really happy with in the end. That's impressive. Yeah, it is because there's really not an area where you could say, oh, they didn't make an attempt or right. there wasn't really an effort. There's really a, a, a broad spectrum of counties represented in zip codes. And that, I think, is a really, really phenomenal thing that you guys were able to pull off. And, right. you know, Mortgage Investors Group, we're just thrilled to be a part of it because, you know, we want our goal, our mission is to help people realize the American dream and mm-hmm. do, it, do it the right way. And um, THDA is normally the first option if you qualify, and this is where we go. Um, and so a little more detail for folks, um, and you may have covered this a moment ago, Rhonda, but either one can answer it. Um, whenever someone comes in and they have heard about the zip codes and they found a property that does, in fact, fall within those zip codes, and but maybe they make more money than the allowed amount. So they, they would be disqualified from these funds if they did exceed. They still have to qualify 
for the THDA standards, correct? Correct. They still have to meet our income limits. They still have to meet our acquisition limits. Mm-hmm. Um, like Lindsay stated before, they do have to be a first-time homeowner or they have to be uh, meet one of those exemptions. Right. Um, and we do have some limitations when it comes to the property. Lindsay uh, Respa's coming for you. I know. <laughs> Sorry about that. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> we do have some limitations when it comes to the property. Uh, the, yeah. the properties can't be any more than five acres. Okay. And there can't be any type of, of, of income producing a business going on in the property. And, and you also, the 45% overlay for the back for the debt to income ratio. Um, yes. that's still part of it. And people that are out there that are wondering what that is part first, first and foremost, call and connect with one of our loan officers at migonline.com. find the office nearest you. We can run those numbers for you. No cost to you, of course, just to give you an idea of whether or not you would qualify for this. It would take 10 minutes for someone to take some information down, provide you with, um, a sort of a, a loan worksheet to look at what the possible options would be for you. Um, but 45% ratio is that's a pretty high ratio as it is. I mean, it used to be back in the day, Mark, when you were buying a home, what yeah. was it? 28%, 2836. Yeah, that's right. So they've expanded that a little because they understand that people are able to do more with less. And so there, there's some expanded criteria and then not only the 45%, but there's, there's a couple of other things that people need to be, be cognizant of when right. when you come into a to purchasing and you have a spouse who has income and then you also have income but you're coming into the loan application and you're thinking no I just want it to be I just want it to be me on the loan my wife works she's a teacher but she's not going to be on the loan you have to use all income for the household correct correct since our um, our mortgages are from the sale of tax-exempt mortgage revenue bonds. Mm -hmm. We do have that implication from the IRS. We do have to look at all household income. Yeah, and that makes sense. In in the income, it's the net income that you look at, right? No, I'm kidding. It's the gross income. (laughs) It's the gross income. And and for for those of you who want to look on your website, where could they find just, you know, the the income limits? If they go to uh, greatchoicetn.com, Uh, under first-time home buyer, they can find all that information, and then plug it in because it's going to be by county. Correct. It's going to be um, if you have a one, two, three, four plus person home. So all of that information is laid out. And one other thing, Rhonda, why don't you explain uh, what property types are eligible for this new fifteen thousand down down payment? For the new fifteen thousand, it does have to be an existing home. It can mm-hmm. be a manufactured home. Um, it can be a one to four unit home as long as they qualify with the other rental income if it is more than one unit. Um, but new construction is disqualified. It has to be a new ex- uh, it has to be an existing home. So anything that you would expect that we could get qualified, you know, manufactured home, permanent foundation, right. you know, any type of, of dwelling that's a single family or even up to, you said it just set up to four, I think Correct. you said, right? So, I mean, that's that's phenomenal as well. If you're somebody, uh, let me ask you guys this so I don't um, say something wrong, but if you're someone who is young, ready to get out there and, and conquer the, everything and you want to purchase a four, you know, a four unit property and live in one of them, you could utilize this 15000 you could also qualify for um, the lower interest rate. 
and be able to take those other units and rent them out, maybe even making income based upon that. Is, Correct. And do, you, we would have to use the income of the other units for household income purposes as well. Okay. What if they weren't rented at the time? No, you still have to use expected income. Okay. Who comes up with the expected income? Typically an appraiser. Oh, okay. Do we get to choose the appraiser? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Not anymore. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But so that someone who is in that position that are considering, because that's a great idea in my Mm -hmm. mind. Absolutely. So if you had one of the units and you rented the other three, and the income limits are very, very um, liberal. They're liberal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like, yeah, exactly. So I think that people would still be able to fall within it and have that extra income to help support their house. Yeah. I think that's one of the biggest myths still out there, Kevin, um, is that when they think of Tennessee Housing Development Agency and programs we might have, they think it's for very low or low income only. And really, when you look at our income limits throughout the state, we are very generous with with the income limits, and and there are probably a lot more people that could could use our programs just based on the income limit um, because it's so generous in different counties. Yeah, you guys do a great job though getting out there in the community and really trying to put the correct face on your programs and help people understand really what it is that you guys do. So um, that's fantastic. We're going to wrap things up with THDA right after these messages. Housing Hour with Kevin Ray continues, helping you understand what's really going on out there and what to do about it. Again, Kevin Ray. And welcome back into the Housing Hour. Again, Kevin Ray here with Mark Griffith, executive producer and co-host. This show is brought to you by Mortgage Investors Group, MIGonline.com. We have on the phone with us Lindsay and Rhonda from THDA. So excited to have them. They've provided some incredible information. And I hope that you've been able to learn some about their program. Lindsay, Paul is the Chief Administrative Officer of Single Family, and Rhonda Renault is the Director of Loan Operations, and they have really spelled out for us exactly what's offered to those um, individuals who qualify, which would be individuals who are first-time homebuyers. Um, maybe they haven't owned a home in the last three years, which would also give you that same recognition or eligibility. Um, they have also explained to us the different programs that they offer, which we are going to not only have on the Housing Hour website, we will also include their information and also THDA's website as well for um, you to go back and review. Um, if you're listening to this show, we stretch all the way almost to Crossville on a good day, even farther then on the other side of that, we go way up into the mountains. So if you're listening to this show, maybe you're hearing my voice right now and you have a friend, a family member, someone uh, who you uh, know is looking, consider sharing this information with them because you know what? You could be their their new best friend because this stuff is fantastic. I mean, just think if you're... Um, we're also worldwide as well. I don't know if you all knew that, but we also have the web. So we're on as well, the internet. So you might be in Memphis, you might be up in the tri cities or you might be in Clarksville or middle Tennessee, somewhere down in Chattanooga, somewhere where one of these zip codes exists. 
and this is $15,000. I would hate to find out that someone went through and got an FHA loan, great loan program, 3.5% down, got a good rate, and then a month later they say, wait a minute here. Yeah, you know? we had that. Right. You know, Lindsay, we had a situation where we were going to do a THDA, and when this came back, I talked to the loan officers, and we explained everything, and we switched it and right. uh, to the 15000 because they were in one of the zip codes. And it you came can't down. do that. You can't do that. Yeah. We did it, man. And it was a savings of about $30 per month. They were thrilled. Mm-hmm. Right. Thrilled. $30 per month in addition to getting the down payment assistance? Well, because of the down payment assistance, dropped their payments. Right. So that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Plus, and for people, look, and I'm going to let you guys talk. I know you're our guest, and I like to talk a lot. But for <laughs> other people that are thinking about this, this this is a forgivable. What happens is you get this $15,000. Now, if you go so, so sell it tomorrow, well, you're not going to be able to keep the $15,000. That, right. that just makes sense. So there's a step-down program that you guys offer that is, I think it's actually very, very fair. Could you explain that to us? Sure. In years six through ten, so starting in year six, um, it's actually forgiven twenty mm-hmm. percent a year. Mm-hmm. So in year um, in year six, you would be paying back twelve thousand. In year seven, it would be nine thousand. Year eight, six thousand. Year nine, three thousand. And then at the end of that ten years, it is one hundred percent completely forgiven. And and you have to make some. I mean, when you guys were helping negotiate the terms of this. You know, this is what you would expect. You can't, right. you know, people aren't just going to come in on get a four person unit and yeah. then fix it up a little bit. And then all of a sudden, you know, flip, flip, it. flip, flip my house or buy my house or whatever. So, exactly. you know, it's an important piece of the puzzle. Right, Lindsay? Right. Absolutely. And, you know, the beauty is we were able to keep the forgiveness period down to 10 years. Right. You know, there are people that are probably staying in properties a little bit longer nowadays than they used to. And keep staying in a house 11 years and you don't owe the 15000 back at all. That's phenomenal. Yeah. That is phenomenal. And, and for me, when, when I was a loan officer, I always made sure that I spelled out exactly what to expect. And I know that that's one of the things that we feel we do best, which is to bring somebody in and give them the whole picture. Right. Right. And, and, you know, one of the things I love THDA about is when I was 26 or 27 doing a THDA loan, I looked at the financials of this young woman sitting across from me and I decided to marry her. Mm. (laughs) Wow. That's not just a RESPA violation. That's that's some other violation. I'm just kidding. I just want people to know, full disclosure, we don't marry every client. No, we don't. And it wasn't her financials that I was looking at. This isn't Utah, folks. I'm just kidding. Uh, We've even got the phones ringing. Um, Now, so that's great information. I didn't know that. That's so cool. It was a THDA loan. That is so neat. Um, did you, did you, when you guys got married, did you make sure to pay the recapture clause? Because well, you were we making, did. You yeah. better have. Lindsay, could you pull his record for me? <laughs> yeah, just, we will. <laughs> <laughs> make sure. Um, but you guys, you know, uh, stepping uh, back a, a moment to in the remaining moments that we have, because I think we've, we've really talked a lot about what you guys offer. Um, that's really just the breaking the ice. There's so much more with what you guys have. And I know that you're single family and director of loan operations, but there's a lot of programs. Could you give me the highlights um, of what other programs that are out there? Right. Well, we have separate divisions for different programs. So Mm -hmm. THDA has a community programs division, which deals with grants for lower income families, 
Um, they would be homeownership related as well as rental um, related. So a renter gets some assistance with some of their programs as well. Then we also have the multifamily division, which deals with the developers um, and offering them incentives to encourage them to build affordable um, new developments throughout the state of Tennessee. So those are rental you know, communities. Um, and basically by, by using products and getting in incentives through THDA, they are then um, required to offer them at marketable rates so that lower income families would be able to afford them. There's also special programs that offers um, housing for veterans, group homes, that type of thing. One of the new projects this year is what we call the Scholar House, which is a, um, a housing community for children aging out of foster care. It's something that most people don't think about, but if, if a child reaches the age of 18, they don't get any more assistance. Um, typically as soon as they turn 18 if they've been in the foster care system. So where oh. are they going to live after that? Right. Um, this particular scholar house will allow them to have a roof over their head. They'll be required to be in some type of secondary education program, whether it's technical school or a junior college or a college, um, and then they'll continue to get some um, assistance. So these are the types of things that THDA does throughout the state um, and something we're really proud of. I remember when Mark and I came, we went to the Governor's Housing Summit. This has been a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And we sat through some of the different sessions. And I was just absolutely astounded with with what THGA does. Because in my role at the time, I, you know, I simply saw the single family and, and you know, which is, of course, what we do. But when you really peel, peel back the layers, you see just... In, in with your advisory role, are you just talking single family or do you see some of these other things? Well, we hear about the other things. Right. I mean, our focus is on single family, but certainly right. we're exposed to all the things that THDA does and they do it well. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's just a generous it, it is so non-typical to talk about a government agency being, mm -hmm. you know, friendly, user friendly, generous mm -hmm. and, right. you know, helping this truly helps uh, the state of Tennessee and the citizens. Yeah, and, yeah, I, and one yeah. thing I'd like to um, clarify about this particular state agency, the money that we make that we that I talked about earlier that we do reinvest mm -hmm. is from that same pot of money that we create through the mortgage program, keeps the lights on and, and, and pays the agency to run. So like many other state agencies, you have um, taxes that it's 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 basically the citizens tax dollars that keep the government running mm -hmm. we are the only state agency that um uses our own funding to keep our lights on so you're not beholden to anyone I'm well just, we still are because I'm we are a state kidding. agency so the governor would probably challenge that yeah <laughs> no that's a good point that's definitely a good point and it's well run that's the other thing is mm -hmm. that you know you look at how you know people see government agencies, you know, that the, the perception is that, oh, they waste money. They don't take care of their um, their own and they don't do a good job. And that's just the perception, not mm -hmm. not your all's agency, but just in general. But 
seeing firsthand how you guys operate and what your bottom line is and, and how well you communicate um, through all the different uh, forms of media that you do. And I know that you guys have to keep Patricia Smith busy over there. Um, <laughs> yes, and, we do. And, and all the other folks. But um, one of my last questions for you, Lindsay, I know we're not in election year yet, but are you going to be uh, soon running for executive director of THDA? <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think so. I think Ralph is going to be here for quite some time, and that's probably a good thing for the agency. I don't know. I think Ralph's looking at maybe the a White House run coming. Oh, I'm thinking well. governor. Governor, he could. He could. He have Randy Boyd as a challenger who yeah. just announced. That's right. Well, I'm just kidding. But you do a fantastic <laughs> job. And, and Rhonda, you and I have not had the opportunity to speak on the radio quite yet. So I'm, I'm very thankful for the opportunity to have you come in and share your thoughts. Thank you so much as well. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. And, you know, next time what we need to do is make sure we get you guys here I know Nashville's a long way away, but we want to get They're you coming guys. back in April. Oh, yeah, good. we'll see you in April. Oh, that's right, because you're going to be celebrating with us being so awesome. Right? Absolutely. <laughs> we love to do that every year with you. Yep. Well, you guys are so awesome, too. We couldn't do it without you, obviously. And thank you so much for coming into the Housing Hour today. All right. Thank you all. All right. We want Bye-bye. to thank Lindsay and Rhonda for coming in, and we want to thank Mortgage Investors Group for doing what they do. We'll see you guys next time right here on the Housing Hour. That's the Housing Hour with Kevin Ray for today. Join Kevin and his guests each week at this time to keep up with the why and why not you need to know, so come here to find out. Also check us out at thehousinghour.com. This show is presented by Mortgage Investors Group.